Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I cannot beat Epilogue Level 15 of Rogue Rook. So, I guess I have a, a question with you on that. Is there, does Do the epilogues have an end? Do they go to infinity? Is 15 the end? What's, what's the Fif- story? 15 is the highest. It is the equivalent of heat in um, Hades. Hades. Hades, and 15 is the highest you can go. I've beat everything up to an, an up to 15. I, I cannot beat 15. I've gotten to the final boss three times. Um, this last third time, I I got him to under half health. And I think I don't know. I've only seen one boss on Epilogue 15. I haven't seen the other boss. So I don't think maybe I have. But anyway, there's a couple of different bosses you can meet. But the one boss that I always run into is the additional uh, card cost boss. Greed. Yeah, and he has an epilogue level 15. He has 780 health, and I got him down to 348 last night. Well, why do you suck so much? <laughs> I, he, at, at that point, he was hitting for, he would hit me three times for about six, it was 63 per hit, so 189 damage. I can't even conceive having that level of block in that game. Uh, well, I didn't. It killed both. Oh, characters. clearly. Yeah, clearly I didn't. I couldn't <laughs> it stop didn't. it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Jay, and uh, I, I don't have anything interesting to say still. Still, so <laughs> go ahead, Josh. <laughs> well, I'm Josh, and right now I can't beat level three on Rogue Book, or Epilogue level three. I mean, I'm just proud to even know what epilogues are at this point. <laughs> um. And but on an unrelated note, I am now using board games to teach logic and math to my child. So that either makes me a really good dad or a madman. Why would it make you a madman? I don't know, because do you really need to learn logic and math? I uh, I picked up a game called The Shipwreck Arcana, and that is what we've been playing, and it it kind of breaks my brain a little bit. People who are smarter than me probably will find it to be quite easy, but it has some of the most gorgeous tarot looking cards in a game that I've ever seen, which that's basically what sold me on the game. <laughs> I'm not, I'm nothing if not predict tarot cards. Yeah, they, they look really cool. So basically the game is that every, uh, there are four of these cards laid out and each card has a rule written on it. And then each turn you draw two tiles in secret that are valued one through seven. And based on the rules that are out there, you, you're going to place one of those tiles onto one of the cards. And then hopefully your teammates will be able to decipher 
what your other number is. I mean, and that's the game, but like, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to screw it up. Let me just put it that way. At least it is when you're playing it with an eight year old. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so I guess for, uh, news from Discount Games Inc., uh, this week is the, uh, launch of the new Kill Team box set. And it is going to be a one-and-done uh, product. Um, they'll have the rulebook, etc., available once it's done. Um, I don't know yet. So I put in my want numbers. I'll find out Friday how many I'm going to get on, like my first on the first wave, and how many uh, if. Maybe I'll get them all on the first wave, or there's a possibility that there will be a second wave. And you know, I ask them, when would the second wave arrive? And they're like, don't know. It could be like in a few weeks, or it could be next year. <laughs> 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 so that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it should be an exciting new kilting product. Uh, check it out. Get it uh, while you can, I guess. So... Um, anything, anything new with you guys that we didn't cover in the, in the pre-ramble that we need to go over? Did we already grade Black Widow? Or is that what we're doing no, today? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, and I guess we'll see how quickly we get through my topics. All right. <laughs> I did finish, I did finally watch Black Widow, that's all. And, uh, my, my one sentence review is the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the gift that keeps on giving. That's all. Have you watched uh, The Suicide Squad uh, yet, Trevor? Not yet. Um, I was really busy this last weekend. I didn't get a chance, but I, I will this weekend probably. Uh, I guess my not – that, not that this is going to uh, be an issue or, or deter you, I assume, Trevor, but I think the, the – I mean, I didn't have issues with it either, but I, I've had some friends who are like, I didn't really like that movie because it does – it does a lot of violence kind of for laughs. Uh, some of it's pretty like, uh, confrontational violence, I guess, right? I don't know what's a good way to say it, but it's, it's definitely would a you, very, it's a very hard R. Would you say that it's similar to, um, the boys? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were some times during that where I was like, ugh. But yeah. I still kept going, so uh, <laughs> Trevor's limit was stopped. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I have a pretty high tolerance, so uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I I think I'll probably make it through it. It's going to be interesting because I really don't have much basis in the DC universe. To be fair, I right. don't really care for most of the characters that I do know, and the rest of them I really don't know at all. And so it's almost going to feel like um, you know the equivalent of a luddite going into a a Marvel movie. You know, I just really don't know what I'm even looking at. So right. it will be an interesting to see whether I, you know, how, how that affects my view, view of it. Jay, was it, I'm, I'm curious if it's more colorful than the other, I, I mean like the, the palette the in, color, in the movie. The visual yeah. color palette is much brighter than the other Snyderverse movies. Okay. Um, That's and good. It was, Cause he, did he do, um, he did do, uh, the girls in the 
um, Insane Asylum. What's the name of that movie? Sucker, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. his movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that had some scenes that were fantastic, and the other scenes were, yeah, it was very muted colors. He just seems to like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I doubt that we'll do a, a full review on it, but I'll be curious to ask you what you what you think of it uh, when you when you watch it, Trevor. Okay, we'll see. So, I had a couple of topics to go over with you guys. Um, the the first one, um, I should have, I've, I've somewhat ruined this by sending a text to Josh already, but um, had had either of you heard anything of like of the star wars galactic star cruiser i have no idea what that is uh so i also would have no idea no i would have i would have had no idea i assume that one has to be a deep disney nerd (laughs) about this stuff that could be yes (laughs) okay so i guess i I, i'm curious on like i'm gonna say like what i know about it and I'm curious on what your guys' reactions are with it. But so the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in the Disney World Resort in um, Florida, they they are building a new hotel that is called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And it is opening for reservations in the spring of 2022. Um, it is physically ro- located right next to Hollywood Studios, right next to Star Wars Land. And so the concept or theme of it is you, you can only, you, you do a, a two night stay at this hotel. No more, no less. And when you go there, you go to a space dock. And when you go to the space dock, you, they, they load you onto a shuttle and on the shuttle, you're not going to see, um, windows to the outside. It's going to have viewports of you going up into space (laughs) and then you go to the docking area of the hotel slash star Wars galactic star cruiser and the the hotel is themed on that it is it's it's basically like it was an ocean liner or a pleasure cruise in the Star Wars universe for the Star Wars bougie as my children would say yes yes <laughs> and so you go there and you you spend two nights with this experience of it being a Two, a two-night Star Wars uh, pleasure cruise, basically, and you can dress up if in uh, Star Wars costumes if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, when they initially announced it, you know, a long time ago, they said that they're going to provide costumes for everyone. Um, but I think that they ran the numbers, and that's been dropped now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that seems like a difficult proposition. Yeah, it's now it's uh, bring your own bring your own costume. Um, but all of the all of the hotel staff is going to be, you know, in in costume in you know doing this experience, and and there's going to be um, storyline events that are happening while 
um, while you are on this cruise, um, where you can either help the First Order, you can help the Alliance, you can smuggle things, uh, there'll be star fights. There's also parts of the itinerary where you, um, you go back on the shuttle and they take you to, um, to Star Wars land in, uh, Hollywood Studios and you, you do, you know, stuff there in, in Star Wars land. Um, but, but that's the kind of the experience that, that they're creating. And so I, I guess, I'm kind of I'm curious what your guys' uh, reactions to this whole whole concept are. So I, I sorry I have a question before I react. Yeah yeah ask away. Do, do, do the rooms have also lack windows and basically have the a view that? Correct yeah you 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 have a. You're in space always. Yes. In the room or whatever right. And you can you can you know turn off the your port or whatever but if your window is going to be of. You flying through space. <laughs> that is an amazing initial reaction. <laughs> that is like my you couldn't have I couldn't have enjoyed your initial reaction more than what I did. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in, right? Isn't <laughs> like, it? Like I want to go see it because I just can't even conceive of them being to able to pull it off in a reasonable fashion. Like, yeah, that's, that is part of it too. It, it does seem like, and if they do, it's like, I have to see this. Like I have to see how you can manage this. And also I assume the internet will ruin it soon. Well, they've, they've, so it has its, and they, they've done a, a commercial now for it. It has its own website, uh, with information, etc. Um, and, you know, it has like pictures of what the suites or cabins look like, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a sample itinerary of, um, you know, what you'll be doing for your two days. Um, so there's, there is a fair bit of, uh, information out there. So what was, I guess, what, why did the, I guess, what, why did you have the reaction that you had, Trevor? I'm just inconceivable. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess um, I don't know what to think. It's just it's you don't know what to think about LARPing go, basically going so mainstream that <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah, even conceive. It's basically mainstream expensive LARPing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm and and, and you know when LARPing was not mainstream and it was not expensive i still wasn't all that interested in it so i I don't know how this changes it um (laughs) yes it's i I guess more power to the people who want to do it that's cool i'm i hope they enjoy their time but i just don't see this being something that i take part in (laughs) trevor is still too uh nerd shamed to go to right right star wars I mean, think of all the other nerds who'll see me there. <laughs> I here's here's uh you know here's an example of some of the the things that are on the itinerary. Um, first off, there is the the storyline stuff going on. There's another one where they're going to have a you you do lightsaber training and like the uh, drones that 
you know, when, when you're a Padawan, this little drone that's shooting at you or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah the have, combat drones, right. Um, bridge training, um, you will get taught Sabak. They have a Sabak tournament. Um, they have like, you know, they have concept art of, of the lounge and, um, it, I think it's going to be kind of cool seeing the, um, the people that are like the live entertainment in the, in the cantina, um, the cantina setting. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any actual pictures of any of this? I mean, I'm I'm on the website now, and basically it is all artist renditions. I'm not right. seeing anything that shows you. I thought I think, what you texted me had kind of a little gif, almost Jay, of like a a lady handing a pad to somebody or something. Oh, that's at the top of the screen, but I okay, mean, that doesn't really. I mean, to be fair, that tells you very little. The I think the rooms somewhere i've seen on the internet that they do have um pretty good pictures at this point of uh what the rooms look like it's funny to me because they have on their website they have dozens of pictures of the food <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing they've got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean the food looks great don't get me wrong but um I don't know that I'd want to go all the way to Florida to get onto a galactic star cruiser that actually goes nowhere um, to, I don't, I guess the truth Jay, is you're like way fancier than us. Like does something like this exist in human space now? I don't necessarily mean a star Wars experience, but this idea of a limited night stay at a resort or, you know, I mean, that's what's that's part of what's fascinating to me is the sort of business case for this thing, not the Star Wars thing as much. Does that question make sense? I mean, one of the reasons why you get on a cruise ship is that eventually you get somewhere and get to get off the cruise ship. <laughs> well, right? Is it Batu? Which is amazing. I, I don't. So, so much. So amazing. It's a lot to take in. I'm not sure that. Are, is, sorry, is, did you mention this? Was I so lost in what you were trying to tell me that I missed the pricing part of it? Do we know how much is it? I this is the best part. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the best part. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I I want to the lies Jay tells. <laughs> no, I want to hear like Trevor's guess of what the pricing is going to be. This is for a two night stay. Two right. night stay. Yeah. Two thousand dollars a person. Oh man, my guess was going to be that a night. Um, yeah, those are probably well within the realm of each other, though, right? You're, you're actually dollars. closer than um, than what I expected. Uh, um, so, so how much is is, so, is the price based on the age of the attendee, or is it just flat rate? Um, it it's kind of some of it is based off of how many well. What type of room you're getting oh, sure. and how many people are in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you, if you get, like if, if just Brian and I went and we got one of the, the small rooms and we were the only two people in it with, in like a, they have, like one of the room configurations is like basically a queen bed with two bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we just slept on the queen bed, um, for two people, it's, it's 4,800. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for the whole stay. That's for the whole stay. Yeah. Okay. Is I'm assuming that it's there's probably food on top of that, or is the food just part of the 
cost you can order whatever. The the so like part of the itinerary is you it's like, have meals at on the Star Cruiser that are provided in the price. You can do like a upgrade where you eat at like the captain's table and get like a a food upgrade as well. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, you you do get the the food is included in that price. That's if you right. did, if if another one, one I saw was like, if you had four people in a room, and this was I think like three adults and one child. So I don't know if it goes up if it's four adults, but three adults and one child. What type of configuration yeah, is that? I don't know. I don't know. But that <laughs> you was needed like, a child on your LARPing crew. That okay. was like six thousand dollars. So. Fifteen hundred dollars a person for the the two okay. nights. So that's just gosh. They better deliver one heck of an experience. For yeah, them. right. <laughs> so amazing. So now I'm I'm curious now on I guess your what's obviously I texted you about this, Josh. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you like opened it up and and started looking through all this? Oh, I was all in. Like, yeah. But for like I said, for multiple reasons. Like the star the Star Trek nerd in me, you know, is is pretty excited about it. But seriously, just like the business use case is it, like so fascinating for me. I just have to like go see it. <laughs> so like, you know, for me, I would just like if I can schedule it. Is this something your wife would be on board for? Oh, she wouldn't go. No, no. This would be like I go. I give like, myself a birthday. Yes, yeah, so instead of the three adults you know. and one children, it'd be one adult. Well, it'd well, be seven. It'd be six children or whatever. <laughs> what we're do what you we're, count as a child? What we're currently <laughs> looking <laughs> at is trying. We're we're laying plans of um, potentially like me, Brian, Josh, and Chili going okay. like going in <laughs> October, <laughs> and then. Uh, like you do a combo pack where then you also hit a Halloween party at Magic Kingdom and just wear your Star Wars costume to the Halloween party as well. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if we go, are we going to go through like the, uh, I can't remember who holds the Star Wars RPG license now. Is it, it's not still Decipher anymore, right? It's like, don't think anyone holds it. It was Fantasy Flight, but I th- yeah. don't think they have it anymore. Okay. Well, anyway, my my point is my my question being, uh, I just want to know if we're gonna like roll up our character stats before we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question with it is if uh, you're you're going to be joining Brian and I on the dark side, or if we're going to have a, a split loyalty party. <laughs> Why? What would Chili be? Um, I don't, I, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure the darkest I can go is Scoundrel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, Scoundrel who occasionally works for the First Order. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I could, okay. I could see myself doing that, you know. But I could also, I could also probably be convinced to be a droid. Which <laughs> are droids really considered inherently uh, dark or light? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could, uh, actually, my daughter would be totally jacked to help me build a cosplay of, like, you know, the droids that basically look like a walking Rubbermaid bin? 
<laughs> the Gronks? Yeah, yeah. Is that what the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she might, she'll probably be jazzed at anything I suggest, but. So That's we'll actually see. a pretty amazing costume idea, I gotta admit. The Gronk? Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, I could, there, a Gronk could hang out with a bunch of Sith, right? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess any other thoughts or comments on this, this whole, uh, whole thing? You still didn't answer my question, and if Jay can't answer, I want to know. Is oh, there a similar experience, a non-Star Wars-related experience? You know, I mean, is this the equivalent guess of an all-inclusive resort? Is that you know what I mean? So I, I'm going to give you what, already know what, what's one the defining similar. what's the defining characteristics that you're thinking of, Josh? The limited stay, you know, uh, I, I can't say one price, but the the limited stay and there's an experience built into the stay, I guess, is is what. Sure. Yes, you already know one, Josh. I'm ready. It is, it is the board game cruise. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. You're right. Yeah, another another one is I've seen, which I think these look kind of freaking amazing, honestly, but they're, they're basically like uh, gaming experiences in Europe. Oh. Like are they like a me- they're like mega games kind of thing? Well, it's the ones I saw were like. Don't come, they LARP is like post-apocalyptic and stuff like that. The ones I saw were like okay, it's you you you're renting out like this castle or this manor, and they they can like pick you up, take care they take care of all your meals, etc., mm-hmm. and you stay at this you know castle in Europe, and all you do is play games the whole duration of the stay. Jeez, what are we doing the Galactic Star Cruiser for? <laughs> we need to change our plans right now. <laughs> we could do Oath and Rootcon at a castle. Why didn't I think of this, Trevor? I, I don't know. I'd be on board for that. Thousand dollars <laughs> a night? I'm on board. Let's go. Yep, yep. Okay, you're right, though. That is a fair uh, comparison of experiences. Thank you for answering that question, gentlemen. Okay. All right, so on to uh, my next topic. Um, so Brian had had taken a break from WoW, and then he had gotten back into it and was was playing quite a lot. And then he decided he was going to take a hiatus from WoW and uh, decided he was going to play other. MMOs or want to play a different MMO. Okay. Um, and so first off, I'm curious, have, I know Trevor, you've played quite a lot of WoW in the past. Uh, what other MMOs have, have either of you ever played? And what's your, I guess, what's your opinion on the genre? Okay. So I will be fair and upfront in that I have probably not played anything seriously post WoW. And I will also be fair that I have not played anything MMO since WoW Cataclysm, which was many years ago. Okay. So, um, I, which, I mean, Cataclysm came out in December of 2010. We played it for a few weeks and then quit. So I have literally not played an MMO in 11, 11 years. Um, I do not enjoy the genre anymore. Um, I just don't, 
the large world doesn't hold the same sort of wonder it did to me in the late mm-hmm. 90s whenever right. ever quest first came out it just right it's not as it's not as interesting or unique anymore it's kind of it's it feels played out to me um so you know, I genre, you're saying the genre feels played out yeah i mean there's there's a new one that's coming out soon called new world i believe it's in beta right now and there's people yeah. streaming on twitch and i'm looking at it and i honestly I think it's by amazon isn't it uh, probably or something. I honestly, I've paid it almost no attention because the little bit I watched on Twitch just looked like another MMO, and I honestly lost interest very quickly. And I, I'll tell you why: MMOs are designed to immerse you in such a way that you have to keep coming back to them for many hours per day. Uh-huh. It's it, their their intent is to keep you online for many hours a day, and WoW did a great job. It did a great job of it. I enjoyed it. I put many many hours into it. But when we finished and we put it away and we're done with it, I looked back on it and it felt like a lot of wasted time. I just didn't. It, it, it hurt to know how many hours I burned into it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying it doesn't hurt as much when you see that uh, similar stats in Rogue Book? Mm, I mean, they're not similar. I've I have 101 hours in Roguebook according to Steam right now. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't even that's not even a candle. Sure, sure, okay. I get I get your What's, point. What are your what are your closest also rands at this point? It's like was it is it World of Tanks that you like or, not, or something? Yeah, I've, I play a lot of that, but it's not an MMO. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just saying other games. Other games that I've played, you know. So the thing is, is none of them hold a candle. I remember. I used to, there used to be a game client that's sort of like the pre predecessor to Discord called Xfire or Crossfire or whatever it was called that was like a it was a chat thing that told all of your other gaming friends do you, do you guys do you remember this program it, what was called it was X-Fire? like Fire yeah it, yeah it was it was vaguely like, yeah yeah it was like MS, MSN Messenger but for gamers sure, and, yeah. it, and it it told people what games you were playing and and it tracked how many hours you you were in the games. And I remember, I don't remember how many hours I had in, in, in WoW, but I remember Xfire telling me I had, I don't know, at the time that I had looked at it, like something like 5,500 or 6,000 hours in WoW. Jimmy Christmas. I mean, I'm if I look through my games in Steam, I have some that I might have played 250 hours. Um, I, I have, I play, I've played Hunter the Call of the Wild. It's a, it's a hunting sim game. I've played it 285 hours. That's that's probably the closest I can even come, because the big RPGs. I mean, you might play them sixty hours, seventy hours, whatever, and then you're done. Um, some of the games, you know, I've played through once or twice, uh, but there's nothing that even comes close to the amount of time I wasted in World of Warcraft. How about World of Tanks? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have, I don't, I don't have a way to track that time, but I know it's a lot. So I'm trying to I'm trying to understand some of the psychology of what I'm hearing here. Like, do you have regrets now about that amount of time, and you didn't at the time, or do you, um, you get what I'm asking you? You mean like in the moment playing it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think the, so. The I years mean, in which you were playing it versus now, like it feels like you're looking back on it pretty regretfully. Yeah, I do. I mean, okay. I, I had fun. My wife, my wife and I played it together, uh, but truly, it was a lot. I mean, I spent a lot of time. I'd get on every night, go to raids, I'd do other things. I, I, I 
one of the achievements I got in Wrath of the Lich King, there was a hundred mount achievement, so I went out and, and farmed a hundred different mounts that I could ride. Um, I just, I did so much, spent so much time in the game, and a lot of it, you know, amounts to basically nothing. Like, actually, I'd be interested to go try to sell my account now. At the time, I would never even have considered it. Mm-hmm. But I I have the the first four expansions, I have collector's editions of all of them. Which means in game I have really rare pets and other things that you cannot get any other way, at least as far as you couldn't back then. Right. So my account at the time when I had I had like ten characters who were all max level and all had rating gear, and I like I probably could have sold my account for I don't know three or four thousand dollars. It's probably worth nothing now. Right. I have no I have no because idea. Because it's so far out of date, right? Oh yeah, it's way out of date. I mean the characters yeah. still are level eighty and they've even changed the leveling system, so level eighty is probably I don't. Mean, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it's a really garbage level it. now. Yeah, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't translate because they redid the levels. I think. When you get on to WoW now, there's just a line that says you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> I haven't even got on. I don't even know. <laughs> I still talk to some friends through the Blizzard client. Okay. I still play um, WoW pretty regularly. Uh-huh. Um, no, I don't talk to them regularly, but I see them online from time to time. You know, when I play other Blizzard games. Yeah. But it just. 5,000 hours is a lot, and I think I played more than that. That was only the hours that were counted while I was running the X-Fire client. <laughs> sure, sure. That's two and a half years of full-time work. How many like days? Like 24-hour days? 24 hours days, it's 208. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nine months of a year that I didn't sleep and just played WoW. <laughs> and that, I'm, like I said, those are not the hours I'm not counting. Those are the only ones that the client recorded. <laughs> Uh, so yeah i look back on it and like what do i what can i tangibly grasp from it and the only thing i have got is memories and i will tell you one of the part of the reasons we didn't really enjoy cataclysm when it came out and i just the truth is is my kids were very young at the time when that came out but they were Mm -hmm. starting to get to the age where it was difficult to spend four or five hours a night on wow you know what i mean my daughter was born in 2006 so when we quit she was four and it was start and we we had a second child and and a third one came along not too long after that um and so the kids were getting to an age where you, i don't know if you guys remember the guild where the one lady puts the kid behind the yes you know, yeah <laughs> the uh the, the the kid thing and says mommy's on a raid right now you know and and there were nights where i started feeling like that that made me feel just like this is not this is not a good idea to keep doing this so I've, I've played a lot of other MMOs, so I played, you know, um, I played EverQuest, I played uh, EVE Online, I played um, the original Star Wars Galaxies, I played the um, Star Wars, uh, the new one, Knights of the Old Republic, or Knights uh-huh. of the Old Republic, whatever it's called. Um, it's just the Old Republic, I think. Yeah, the Old Republic. I played... Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of some of them. I played a bunch of shooter ones. Uh, Global Agenda was one that I played. Um, that I actually had a lot of fun with that one. Um, trying to think what else. Anyway, the truth is, is a lot of them just aren't very good. They yeah, the, especially well, back yeah, they were they were cash grabs essentially, right? I mean, yeah, they kind of were. They they they. I think the publishers in many situations were like, we we've got to get this out. We've got to start making money. 
and and you know, I'm sure the developers probably said, well, you know, we haven't implemented even half of the things we said we were going to, and the publishers probably like, I don't care, you know, we we have this has to be making money at this point, and then it, it would just die on the vine because there were so many things that they promised they couldn't deliver upon. I'm actually a little surprised that Star Wars: The Old Republic is still alive. Because it had so many of those situations where they promised this and promised that, and at launch it had very, very few of them. Well, that is, um, that's that's one of the games. I guess first, I guess I wanted to, Josh, ask what your opinion or experience was with them. Oh yeah, I mean the ones I played are EverQuest. I dabbled very briefly in Age of Conan. Uh, WoW was the one I will have played the most, but I don't think I ever even cracked like level sixty, maybe. Um, and my honest opinion is, um, for me, they're a young man's game. Like, (laughs) and also it's because it's not that it's not that there aren't times that I will spend the amount of time on a game that an MMO requires. Right. I mean, I have occasional probably Civ binge sessions, right. That are, are as long as a, like a raid might be. But I was never, and maybe it's maybe it's nerd shame for me. I just was never able to like connect with an online community in a way that I could be consistent and dependable enough to like regularly like you know this is Wednesday's Daddy's Raid Night or you know whatever. So so I I have long ago left the genre behind. Like so I I think it's fascinating and and I'm appreciative. For what I did play of MMOs, but yeah, that's like, man, I I can't even, I just can't even cope. <laughs> so I, I guess I did lie a little bit. I I've played a newer MMO, and when I say newer, I mean newer than Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. It was it was super hyped. Um, it was WildStar, and uh, it, it just it wasn't fun. At the end of the day, I when I played it, I I you know it just felt like a lot it of them did felt not like, spark joy. No, they just feel like a lot of grinding after a while. So yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess here's um kind of the the two experiences that I've been having recently. So first, I'll go with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, so it's kind of the I would say is the most popular MMO right now. Um, popular, more popular than WoW. Um, or are you saying of the others? Let me let me do a quick Google. Yeah, I think that it is. I think yeah, I think it does have more than wow at this point. Mm, okay. So it's looking like wow kind of peaked, or so in um in Cataclysm, it looks like they had around 12 million subscribers um and when the the newest expansion for final fantasy when it uh came out it um they had around 16 million subscribers which was around a year and a half ago um it's kept growing and now they're at like 23 million but one of the one of the big advantages that um, 
that this game has over WoW is that you can play it on your console, which you can't do with WoW, obviously. And so you can get a lot of people... A broader base that way. If you can get console subscribers. Um, I I would think that I would kind of hate (laughs) playing an MMO on a console, but that's probably just my old man. (laughs) That's your get-off-my-lawn attitude. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess we should have said this at the front. Um, my, our apologies for not having an episode last week. Uh, my laptop died. Jay was playing so much Final Fantasy MMO that he broke his computer. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, basically (laughs) what happened is we were about to try. Actually, I downloaded Final Fantasy, um, and then... The next day, when I was ready to start playing it, uh, my laptop died overnight. Oh, jeez. Um, and so Brian tried out the game without me first, and he he was he was not a fan. <laughs> okay. Um, some some of the things that bothered him. So he's he Brian got really hardcore into WoW raiding, and so there's some things mechanically that if a game doesn't do it, it's going to bug him. But one of the things that was a big issue for him was the targeting he felt like was, was really poor. Um, and I went in and, and changed uh, an option in my settings that it now it, it kind of works more like other MMOs. Um, but that was an example of something that, that bugged him. Um, another thing that, that bugged him was so for example when you <laughs> this kind of drove him crazy so when you go to turn in a quest you'll click on person to you know start the dialogue and then you you know if it's a i had to go fetch four vials of blood for this this person you like it'll you click on them and then it pops pops up a dialogue window with them and it opens up your inventory and then you have to either like right click on the item and say use or you can click on the item and drag it over to the other window but basically this this process that could you know be one to uh click could be automated the, could be automated yes Yes, you, know, you can say, do you have the item? And you'd say, yes, I do. And it would automatically yeah, I mean, there's, back like it does in World of Warcraft. Yeah, like one of one of my one of my friends uh, has a WoW mod that he just right-clicks to you know, start the dialogue, and then it just clicks through everything for him. Because <laughs> he hates, you know... That sounds amazing. One more click is, <laughs> is unacceptable. But this is like a six-click process for, you know, no one knows why. And... And that's kind of a, a common uh, common thing in, in the game, I would say. That type of thing. Um, so Brian was like, eh, I'm, I'm just not really interested in this. Um, and he, he decided that by the time I reclaimed a desktop. And, and <laughs> <laughs> but now I... So I decided, well, I, I had it downloaded. I, I had friends who were playing it. I decided I wanted to check it out. Um, and I've actually been enjoying it quite a lot. Um, it is one where the, it's a very story and quest driven 
game, um, which I think some people will like, some people won't like. Um, one of the things that I like about it a lot is um, I, I, I understand that this is like pure opinion, you know, whatever. Um, but I personally kind of hate the art style of WoW. And by kind of hate, I mean I super duper hate. <laughs> it's that like cartooniness thing, right? Yeah. That you don't like, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then stacked on top of it, I also dislike kind of the setting and wow of the you know, making jokes that are dad jokes about stuff on Fantasy. Right? It more bugs me like I guess Jay the Fluff Bunny feels like his verisimilitude is broken when <laughs> we have you know dad jokes about indiana jones or whatever so you know whatever i i, I don't have if, if people like that that's great it's it's i i don't so some of the things i've i've been excited about i i i do like the graphic style a lot more um and i'm 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 excited for the setting of it. You know, I was talking about it with, with my, one of my friends and he's like, so you're excited for kind of a generic anime setting. And I was like, well, <laughs> 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 I guess, I don't know. I'm cheesy called you out hard there. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is kind of like one of the common NPCs. Well, you can play it as a character as well, but one of the, the common uh, NPC races that I'm turning in a bunch of quests with right now is like this little child race essentially, which is oh yeah kind of weird. Um, the another thing that is kind of bugs me and, and it bothered Brian a lot. He was like, you know, I'm I'm leaving WoW because I kind of have issues with things going on there, and then I go to Final Fantasy and. Like within ten minutes, there's an NPC that has her. She's like falling out of her bodice. <laughs> like, how is this? Any better? How is this? Yeah, right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to to play it some more. See what it, see what I think of it as it progresses. But yeah, um, I will be interested to hear as you get through it, like if the story and quest stuff was a payoff, because that was one of the other things that I kind of realized that I didn't like as much about MMOs. Like I still love a good CRPG because there's a story and you, you know, even if it's, even if it's freaking on railroad, I still enjoy it quite a bit, you know? Right. And in, in MMOs, it was just always kind of like, you know, here's the same generic thing that everybody's experiencing. I don't know. Right. Uh, one other thing that, that's kind of unique about it as well is that basically you can you can play one character and just do anything in it. Like one of one of my employees, Tristan, he's super into uh, this game, mm-hmm. and you can you don't have character classes. You can basically just by changing your weapon, you can be they call them jobs but you can play oh, right you okay. can play any character class and so his goal before the next expansion drops is he's going to max out the level on every job in the game how many jobs are there um 
Are those jobs, are we talking like, is it like black mage, white mage, fighter? Yeah, like, like, uh, <laughs> this, this will surprise you to learn that uh, I my class right now is Thaumaturge, but it will be going into black mage. So feels appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think there's like 16, 20, something like that. Um, did either of you guys read, I don't, maybe I didn't share it with you guys. There was an article that was recently published. I can't remember if I saw it in our discord or I saw it somewhere else. It was basically about why, um, star Wars galaxies failed as hard as it did. Okay. What, did, you, uh, did either of you see that article? I don't, I don't remember so. seeing it. Uh-uh. I'll have to share it with you, but it it is fascinating. Um, What's and the it conclusion? Is, well, I mean, they they talk with um, ex developers of the game, and basically it comes out that that um, it's the same reason why other ones failed. They were pushed to publish to before they were ready. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were told they had to add things that they that by the publisher that they didn't want to add. So so originally. The idea. Did, did either of you play Star Wars Galaxies? I'm assuming oh, yeah, Jay. Yeah. Jay. Um, mm, anyway. Briefly, I feel like I briefly did. Oh man, I played a bunch of it. But yeah, I, um, it. I um, so it was pushed out before everything was balanced. And to give you an example, I was playing the Commando class, and when I finally earned my grenade launcher, um, which was one you had to burn, like it was like millions and millions of XP. I literally ground for weeks on end before I could get to it. When I finally got it. It did less damage than my blaster pistol. That's, <laughs> that's a, that is the sort of things that were broken about the game when it first launched. But anyway, they were forced to launch earlier than they wanted to. Then one of the plans they originally had was that the path to become a Jedi was supposed to be random for every oh single God. player. Yeah. So, so the, the path was supposed to be um, randomly generated for each person, and as you went through and explored them, it would eventually tell you, hey, you've unlocked the Jedi class by doing X number of things, but it was going to be different for everyone so that if one person unlocked it, he couldn't you know, blab to the rest of the internet and say, hey, this is how you do it, and then everyone else would be able to do it. Well, that was on the plan to do, but they didn't have it done when the publisher pushed them to publish. So when it was pushed to publishing, they had basically... A, a placeholder mm. quest that was the same for everybody, the exact opposite of what they had planned. Um, and so it got published with this and quickly, you know, someone figured out how to do it. And before long, Jedi are everywhere. And then the publisher came down and said, you know, this game you originally sold as not about Jedi. We want it to be about Jedi. So please make Jedi an available class for everyone. And so, I mean, that's just one of the many things that happened during the Star Wars Galaxy saga that just destroyed it. Like, and one of the, uh, so it looks like Final Fantasy has 18 jobs, but my under, what I remember with Star Wars Galaxies was that like you could have three uh, classes or something like that going at a time. And basically what I remember of how you became a Jedi was when you created your uh, character there was out of all of the classes you could do when you created it, you would get like tagged on, you you wouldn't know this, but you would have three classes selected for you that when you maxed out those three classes, the Jedi would unlock for you. And so, you know, there would be people who would just start like, grinding out their levels to 
max out, and then it, eventually they would have ground out the max out the ones they needed. But yeah, do, do like people everyone, even want to be Jedi anymore at this point? Doesn't everybody just want to be Mandalorians? <laughs> Uh, there will always be people. Yeah, there will always be people who want to be Jedi. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing was, is when Galaxies first launched, there was lots of balance issues, but some of the core concepts or ideas I don't feel like have ever been explored anywhere else. And they were great, but they just sort of got destroyed by... Poorly the, timed release, it sounds like. Not just that. There was marketing and publishing. The publisher really pushed things that destroyed the game. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but one of the player classes was Dancer. And you could yeah, spend yeah, your entire yeah. career inside a cantina, quote-unquote, dancing and learning new dance moves. And this was unique and different. I mean, you've never seen it, and I don't think you've seen it since anywhere I else that I know definitely of. did have, have a guy in go-go shorts that was <laughs> a dancer in a cantina. Oh, yes. That was funny. <laughs> but they kind of destroyed that whole player class. They just They, they did all kinds of things that... Because they they thought that if they could bring in the Jedi thing, the publisher did, that it would, save it would the game. sell more copies, save the right. game. When in truth, the original ideas that they had were so unique and different at the time and new player-owned housing, which is not unique or new at this point, but it was then, and, and, and player farming and different. Like there was one of the things that was interesting about it was the crafting system allowed for players to have various skills or abilities so some some players would turn out much better gear than other players right instead of the crafting systems like in modern games like wow where everyone when they craft something it's identical to everybody else but it made certain people in that game just rich beyond you know well let's imagine because they could take a a a blaster pistol that was five percent better than everybody else's and sell it for 10 times as much Anyway, it was just there's some really cool ideas there that I hope somebody picks up later on and remakes. You know, Star Wars Galaxies Two, I guess, um, that never really happened there. I mean, that game just died a horrible ending. Well, uh, that's that's actually so. Brian and I played um, a lot of the Star Wars Old Republic game when it released. Mm-hmm. Got up to level cap, and then. We were looking at different MMO options when we were going through all this and came to find out that um, we had thought that the Star Wars Old Republic game had just like died on the vine, stopped being supported, whatever, right? No, it's still um, out there today. Yeah, it's still out there. And they've actually, like, they've produced a lot of expansions for it and they're, they're coming out with another expansion, you know, pretty soon. Um, and so. We've gone back. We've been playing that together, um, and it's it's been fun playing that again with each other. Um, we're also doing like a, a weekend, um, you know, a couple hours on the weekend playing with Aaron Well in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know mainly just a way to get to play with you know someone who's across the world and who knows when we're going to see. Um, but it's his first MMO experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's been fun. He, uh, Brian's been playing it. He's, he's been playing purely Star Wars and enjoying it a lot. And I've been kind of splitting between, uh, Star Wars and Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy. So, so I, my, my kids... I'm not just, not just playing one MMO. I'm <laughs> my kids are old enough now that I considered installing, 
Um, and it's it's a free game. You know, you can buy some of the expansions that open new content, but the base game for The Old Republic is free. I almost installed it for all of my kids to play an MMO, and it just there was. I don't know, the bitter hatred I have of the MMOs came up so quickly on me uh, that, that I backed out at the last minute and never actually installed it. But my daughter was excited. She wanted, and they've never played an MMO before. Right. And, you know, I think that they would really enjoy it. Um, but I just, I, I really hate the core of what a lot of MMOs are built, which is the go kill 10 whatevers and bring right, me their yeah, tongues yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just do not enjoy that anymore. Well, that was that was basically my topic for the day, and it took us to time, I guess. <laughs> what a journey. What a journey. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm curious what, what you guys think about the, the Star Wars LARPing for geeks or not geeks as well, I guess, uh, and uh, what you're, you're thinking about MMOs. Uh, I'm on Genova on... Um, Final Fantasy and Starforge on um, Star Wars. So hit me up on social media if you want to uh, know more. <laughs>